Hey everybody, welcome on back to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia. My name's Vince, and I'm here today, once again, with... Your robot clone, Declan. Now, a ton of news about 76 just came out yesterday. Yeah, of course, because QuakeCon is in full effect. Yeah, so I thought we could bang out the lore quick, and I actually have a story to tell. A story? Yeah, uh, let me bang out the lore quick. I did did this week's lore on um, what I think is arguably the only angel in the wasteland. I love her. I adore her. Everything about her is perfect. Oh. She's a little lady from the, the Capital Wasteland. Her name is Moira Brown. Moira Brown? I love her. Moira is pretty amazing. Some people cannot stand Moira. I don't I love it. Moira. I think I she's so sweet. And I think that quest is like one of the funnest early quests. The survival guide. Survival guide? Absolutely. Yeah. She. Well, did you know that she's not originally from that area? She's originally from Canterbury Commons. Really? Yeah, she's 24, and she actually moved to Megaton sometime before 2263. Is there a reason that she did, or she just wanted to leave home? I didn't read anything about it. It just kind of seemed like she was like, okay. Bye. Uh, she's the co-writer of the Wasteland Survival Guide and dedicated herself to write the guide after a run-in with a domesticated centaur. Domesticated? Yeah, so I didn't know if that meant that it was a, a super mutant centaur. No, I feel like domesticated would mean like... Like a dog. Like, yeah, a house pet. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who the fuck? <laughs> That's... I want... I want in 76, I want to domesticate centaurs. If they even exist, they're not in 4. Yeah, they're not in 4. They might just be like a Capital Wasteland uh, special brand of garbage. But still, what else do I have? We're not far. West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountains. Shenandoah River. After the guide uh, was finished, she started to reach out and branch out with the guide. And within four years, it got as far as the Mojave. Really? Yeah. There's... And it's all over in Boston, and that's ten years later. Are there versions of it in, in uh, New Vegas? Not that I know of, but it says there might have been just one there as like a call to three. Yeah, I could see that. But, but we can take that as canon. Yeah, because it makes sense because Fallout 4... You found the like the the picket fences and the hot rod magazines. Yeah. You found this wasteland survival guide. Yeah. So I totally could see it. Yeah, I definitely think that that makes a lot of sense, and that must mean that Moira Brown is one of the most prominent celebrities in the Fallout universe. Kind of. Um, it's not like talked about, talked about. But twenty two ninety seven, she still runs Craterside Supply. Totally forgot to mention, she's the owner and operator of Craterside Supply. The sponsor of our segment, Wasteland Survival Guide. In in Megaton, she's still there distributing the book, the Wasteland Survival Guide, out of Craterside Supply. The same year, 2297, she also starts a biography on the Lone Wanderer. See, that's really interesting. Where, how do you know this? Uh, the wiki... Of course the wiki, but what's the source for this? Because I think that's very interesting. The Fallout 3 guide. Like, you know, remember you used to buy, be able to buy, like, the Pokemon guide? Oh, like the like the Prima or Prisma yeah. guides or whatever? It was like, oh, buy the guide and it shows you, like, what Pokemon are in this area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael, our friend that we talked about on a past episode, shout out to Michael, come on the podcast, he had it. Okay. And, I, and like, I want to get my hands on it just because, like... Apparently there's a lot of gems in it, and I couldn't find it on the on the wiki, but I know it exists. I want to say if it's not 2297, it's 2299. The Lone Wanderer finally leaves DC. Yeah, there's a canonical year in which the Lone Wanderer no longer causes a ruckus in DC. And I want to say it's 2299. It's around there. Now, if you're a total monster and a heartless bastard, you can blow up Megaton. 
killing everybody, including children, except for the sweet, sweet, sweet angel woman, Moira Brown. Because she's perfect in every way, she must persist. Uh, she, if you go back there, she becomes a ghoul. We know you're into that. Oh, yeah. She becomes a ghoul, and then when you go and talk to her, and you're like, hey, I blew up Megaton, she's like, not even like, upset. She's like, okay, whatever. Still gonna do the Wasteland Survival Guide? Yeah. (laughs) She still gives you the option to do it, and I think she just kind of hangs out outside of Megaton, or she goes to Underworld. Okay. Now, here's the best part. She doesn't fast travel there. She walks there. And apparently when they coded her in or put her, whatever the fuck they did to put her in the game, they didn't give her a weapon or they didn't give her the ability to fight back. So nine times out of ten, Moira Brown dies on her walk to Underworld. So you have to escort her. Yeah. See, I like that though. But they don't tell you to do it. She's just like, I'm going to walk now. Anything interesting to say about Moira Brown? What about her sweet, sweet mustache? I don't see it. No? I don't, like, I never, like, I kind of saw it, like, when someone pointed it out to me, but I was never like, Moira Brown's rocking a full-on fucking mustache. See, I just think it's funny. Yeah. Like, um... It's a lighting glitch. Yeah, just a dirty texture. You think they're ever gonna, like, re-release a remastered version and actually give her fuzz? I don't know, maybe. (laughs) That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, there was a Facebook page about Fallout called Moira Brown's Mustache. Yeah, I think I followed it, yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I really wanted to say. She's a fucking yeah. peach and I love her. Yeah. Her voice is just so refreshing, especially for Megaton, because everyone's pretty downtrodden. Oh, another thing I wanted to point out. She does not change. Her voice doesn't change. Like a ghoul normally just talks like this and is all gruff and rough. She has the same, like, cheery. She's like, oh, hey, like when you show back up. I love it. I fucking. That's how you design a character. Yeah. One of the most memorable characters from Fallout 3, if I'm being honest. Who are your top three characters from Fallout 3? That are my favorite or that are most memorable? That are most memorable. Most memorable characters. Um, Moira, Three Dog, probably Dave's in the top ten. Dave, really? He's probably in the top ten, not the really? top uh, I love top Dave, five. I wouldn't have said top three. Um, said of top course, eight. Dad. Does that really count, though? Yeah. Um, right. Who else? Like, does dog meat count? I always travel with dog meat. No, um, uh, yeah. Confessor Cromwell's pretty... Okay, he'd be number four for He's me. He's number four for you? I, yeah. I, I what's, your, say, what's, your, what's your top? I would say um, probably Moira 3... In no order, Moira 3, Dog, and Fox. Fox is... A, yeah, Fox is pretty important. Then I would probably put Confessor Cromwell, maybe uh, John Henry Eden? I think Sarah Lyons could be in my top ten easily. No, nah, not for me. No? I mean, if that's what you want, that's cool. But I just say it for me. All right, so I have a story for you. Tell me a story. Have you ever driven with me? That's a rhetorical question. No one else has driven with you. I have driven with you. I drive. I think I'm a. I think I'm a pretty decent driver. Yeah. But I kind of hug the the right shoulder when I'm driving a little bit. And I just bought a new wallet. Right. It's it's a it's a Fallout wallet. It's on brand for myself. It's it's the Vault Boy with the thumbs up. It's cool. I of like course, it. Yeah. I enjoy it. So I'm driving to work. And I work for this cleaning company. Right. As you know, the people at home don't, but I work for this cleaning company. And sometimes they have, on Friday and Saturday nights, a security detail. Because people come from all out of state, and they, like, uh, they rent the homes, and, like, you can't have a bonfire past a certain time, and you can't be so loud, and you can't do X, Y, Z. So I pretty much drive around for a few hours and just make sure these people aren't acting a fool. Right? Decent money. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. I'm driving to work, and I thought maybe I was going a little too fast. I thought I was doing speed limit. I don't know what was going on. And I see this cop 
come up behind me so fucking fast. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm getting popped. I was like, I really got myself into a jam. Yeah. And I pull into, like, I don't want to say it's a development, but it's like a resort area type thing. Yeah. Where I had to go do the, the security. And he, he throws the lights on. Didn't yeah. throw the siren on. I don't think he threw the siren on, but he threw the lights on. I pull over, no problem. I made sure I was in a nice, safe spot, whatever. He's like, hey, you're riding the shoulder a little bit. I was like, yeah, my bad. I didn't realize I was doing it. He's like, you got your license on you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I already taken my wallet out because I didn't want to sit there and fumble like an idiot. Right. You know what I mean? So on, like, the console piece is my wallet, and it's the vault boy. He goes, hey, Fallout. And I went, you're a fan? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, oh. And part of me was like, plug, 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 plug. Did you? I was like, I wrote a, I wrote a podcast about Fallout. And he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's called Atomic Radio Hour. You can find us on YouTube and soon to come to all major streaming platforms. And he's like, cool. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to work. I work right up here. I'm doing security detail. He's like, oh, you're all right. He's like, just just, just uh, be safe. He goes, I'll probably be watching. It's a Saturday night. I want to make sure that like no one's driving around drunk. He's like, just be careful on your way out. I'm probably going to be patrolling the area. And I got out of it and I was just like, what the fuck? Did my <laughs> podcast get me out of a jam? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did I just really fucking get out of that because of that? Well, officer, if you're listening to our show, welcome. You're welcome on. Yeah. No, it was just it was just so funny that he was like and like part of me was like, ask him if he saw the new footage. Ask him, ask him, ask just him. Just shoot like, the shit about like, the QuakeCon footage. I wanted to, but I also didn't want to press my luck. Yeah. That is quite funny. So Do you want to talk about seventy six? Um You wanna talk about all the new fucking shit that just came out? We seem to talk about seventy six a lot nowadays. Uh we should because it's a fucking new game in the franchise that we have a podcast about. And we're quite excited. I'm very excited. So the footage, we've seen the footage, you've seen the footage. I love that it's no longer for a niche audience. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to, to express Anthony that. Anthony Fantano, yeah. come on the podcast. So, we've all seen the footage, you've seen the footage, we want to talk about it. And I think the most pressing thing to talk about is definitely the perk card system. Because, hot damn, does that look robust as shit. Yeah. That's what you want to talk about? Yeah. The most out of all of it. Probably the most, yeah. All right. Um, I think it's fucking genius. I think it's genius. I think it's, I think for, so I'm like, I'm more of a visual learner. Like, it doesn't help me if you sit there and tell me what to do, if you show me what to do. So I really like that because even though they had the little description and like the little animation with the perk thing, I feel like I'm going to get a little more out of this, if that makes sense. I, I yeah. know that makes me sound like a fucking idiot. But no, everyone has their own style of, uh, of understanding data. And I think this is absolutely great because you get to basically build your character from the ground up whenever you want. Like if you no longer, however you want, whenever you want to say advance in, in gunplay, great. And you have all these points in luck that you're no longer going to use. Just take those perks off and go to the new, uh, to the like perception or agility that's going to be better suited for your guns. I think it's great. You're never locked into your build. Like, say that you picked a perk at your first level that would never be useful again. You can just remove it, replace it. I think it's great. I think also we should mention that you don't, um, you don't choose your special when the game starts. You are all allocated one point for each of the seven skills. This, this, 
Yeah, the seven skills, and then you pick as you level up where you want things to go. I like that. Also... You build it on the fly. Yes. Yes. Because it's kind of like you've entered this world that you know nothing about, and you adapt to it, and they've raised all the specials to 15, which I am here for. I like it. I think it's a neat idea. I think it's a new way that we can advance to the future, but the purist in me... Is like the fuck you mean? I can't. I have to. I can go past it. But the I'm me- the only person that'll bitch about a good thing. <laughs> I really am. I'm the only person. If you gave me ten thousand dollars, be like the fuck you mean? You're giving me ten grand. Like I'm the only person <laughs> who would do that. Here's more points. Make your character stronger. Why? Like, <laughs> see, the min maxer in me has got the gears turning, because really, how can I maximize my damage between putting it into intelligence, per- uh, perception, and strength? Like that's what you're gonna build up? No, not not me personally. Oh, okay. But like just me conceptualizing this. Now that I can go to fifteen, hot damn! What can I? That's what, almost sixteen. Yeah. What can I synergize to make this the most disgusting build ever? What do you think you're gonna play? My first character. Uh, we've kind of talked about that in the past. I'm still not entirely set on it. Part of me wants to do a uh, do a raider, but I think I want to build up to that. I want to have a character that's leveled to the point where I can. Basically sit down, spread all the cards out on the table, and build my raider very precisely. Uh, to start, I think I'm probably going to go for more of a generalist. Maybe do melee fighting. I was thinking melee fighting and uh, and healing, actually. Kind of being really? like like a battle medic of sorts. Like if I meet up with someone... We already hey, have Stein, though. Yeah, I mean, um, I was thinking more of like my solo adventures. Oh, okay. Um, are you going to make multiple characters or are you going to rock one guy? I'm not sure yet. Because... Based on the information we got from the from the stream, I think there's really no need to make more than one character. You can reformat your look, your expression. I'm pretty. You could probably change your name. But what if like there's clans and shit you want to join? That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can have my main. I could have this is this is Butcher Pete, Raider of the Wastes, and he's like a strength build and like an agility build and perception, right? And then I can have, like, I can play Ron Gulman and I'm nothing but a charisma and an agility and a luck build. And then I can have fucking little Timmy Smith from down the way who's a fucking endurance build and doesn't do a lot but just takes hits like a champ. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that'd be interesting, but I feel like, um, if anything, I'll have maybe two where I'll have... Really? Where I'll have my... I'll separate it by social character and my, like, anti-social character, where I'll make my my personal builds where I w- I'm not playing with a group on one, and then I'll have my characters that I will be playing on a group as another. Because that way, I'm not spreading out my resources. Because who really wants to go through the, like, begrudging... This is an MMO. Basically, this is an yeah. MMO. Yeah. Who wants to go through the first five levels more than a couple times? I see, what I'm, yeah. see what I'm saying? yeah. Like, I don't know, because I, I think, I really think I'm going to play five different people. Like, I think, I... I'm going to definitely reformat a lot. Like, there's no, uh, there's no way that I'm going to play this game just two times. And then be done. And be done. Like, with Fallout 4. Like, my social character, that'll probably get reformatted, like, three or four times, depending on what I'm doing. I think, I think I'm going to have my social guy, which I think is going to be part of the company that we're going to build up. I think I'm going to have my lone guy. I want to be a social alone guy. Me too. You know what I mean by that? Like, I want to play alone. I want to run around. I want to do quests and shit, like, by myself. Explore by myself. Look at things by myself. Find things by myself. And 
I think I want to do that Brotherhood character that I, was, that I said about in a previous episode that I was like, hey, welcome to the game. Helper of the Waste. Here's a couple stim packs to get you started. Yeah. Just remember me. You don't, have, you don't owe me anything. Just pass it on. Advictorum. Yeah. Like, like, in a weird way, I don't know why I didn't make this connection when I first brought this up. This game doesn't have karma. Fallout's kind of done with karma. It has karma, but it has real karma. Not but that's game karma. What I'm saying. If I go yeah. up to a kid and I'm like, hey, here's a stim pack. Now, if that kid sees me fighting a fucking herd of Yaogwai, and he's like, oh, fuck, there's Paladin... McGee. McGee. He was McGruff. Fucking... <laughs> Paladin McGruff. He was helping me out when I first got out of the vault. When I had nothing, he was here to help me. Like, I'll help him. I might not do a lot, but I'll fucking help him. Now, though there's no karma system, that doesn't mean that you're not accountable for your actions. Yeah. Because there is murder. Yeah. Do you want to talk about murder? Uh, yeah, I like the way that it's set up, that it's like, it's, like, if, okay, say I, say you and I don't know each other, but we're on the same server. Yeah. And I walk up to him like, hello, and you don't answer me, I'm like, answer me or I'm going to shoot you. And you look at me and walk away. No, my kudos. <laughs> and I just start shooting at you. It's like, they, they describe it as being slapped. Yeah, it's more of like a like a BB Stop gun. It. Yeah, it's Stop like, it. It's basically like a little BB gun where you're I don't trying even to shout get... a fucking BB gun. Yeah, it's not. Don't pleasant. fucking degrade the power of a BB gun. Yeah, it's not pleasant, but it's like getting shot with like a like a like a Nerf gun, but the Nerf bullets are spiky. Okay, <laughs> maybe more airsoft paintball. Well, not that our not that the links that we're drawing to real life matter, but getting yeah. shot while you're with people that you don't know. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm shot twice and I'm dead. You're going to have enough time to realize what's going on. And be like, can you please stop? I'm trying yeah. to collect berries. You can just, you'll have enough time to tell someone to fuck off. Either with your mouth or with your gun. And then if you kill enough people, you get deemed as, like, a murderer. If you kill them without them... Without consent. 20, Basically, 2018, yeah. you ain't doing shit without consent. Which, good. No, but, I'm not saying it is a bad thing, I'm just saying. Yeah, the thing is, like, if you don't engage with someone trying to kill you, and they end up killing you, but you become a wanted murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you're on the map, you become like a red star, they said? Yeah, and then, I'm totally into that. Oh, yeah. I, I also, like, they said everybody's on the map at the same time and you can see them, but if you crouch... Nada. Yeah, so what I was thinking is... Just hold the shift key forever. <laughs> I forget what game it is. You can crouch and run at the same time. Skyrim, if you have a certain perk, you can do the, the, the roll. roll. What, there's a game, and I can't think of the game, that you can crouch and run at the same time. I think you can do that in uh, the Dishonored games. You can still be quick while being sneaky. Maybe, but like that's a, that's a, that's a thing they should put into it. It's like, okay, I have a high enough agility and I have this perk card. I can still run quote-unquote run while in sneak mode because if i have a feeling a lot of this game they said there's not a lot of loading screens so i have a feeling a lot of this game yeah thank god thank god thank the fuck thank adam and god howard for no fucking loading screens but you know what we do get hit with loading screens they're gonna be three minutes each yeah i mean i feel like most structures are going to be built within the main cell of the game so when you open a door it's not gonna load you into that different cell I feel like this is going to be as close to a single-celled game as possible, which I think that's great. Well, they, they, they can totally do it because they can do it with, with Fallout 4. Yeah, Fallout you 4 was right into pretty vaults. much. Like that, the first time I fucking did that, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, Fallout 4 made leaps into becoming more single-celled, which 
it kind of is uh, resource intensive, but with um, uh, what's it called? What's the vault that breaks the lore that has the jet in it? Is it eighty five or ninety five? Ninety five. I mean, potentially could break the lore. Until they say that it hasn't bro- that it hasn't broken lore, it's broken lore. I don't. And just just real quick, let me be an asshole for fucking two seconds. We can entitle this episode "Vince is a fucking asshole" because everything has to be perfect. Jet does not exist yet. Jet does not get made until I want to say a hundred and change. It's like dur- it's the events of Fallout Two you find out, and Fallout One takes place eighty. I started playing Fallout One, by the way. Meant to talk about that earlier. Totally forgot. Such a different game. Absolutely. Doing it melee. I have no clue what I'm doing. Zero clue. I went from the vault, looked around, went to Junk Town, did some shit, didn't know what I was doing, eventually made my way to Necropolis, found a water chip. And that's not, I'm not saying spoiler, that game was, is fucking... 1998. No, 97. The game was made before I was born. The game was made a year after I was born. Yeah. I'm not giving you a fucking spoiler alert. Jet does not exist. XO1 power armor does not exist. Super mutants technically should not be there and if and i can understand if they say from vault 81 the mutants have kind of come down i totally get that fine i'm on your side but or there's another vault that has an fev experiment that's i fucking they're gonna do that they're gonna do some shit like that at the same time with on the the drug side and on the greater game design side, Bethesda's the one that gets to write the book. No, I get that, and I'm not saying anything is wrong with that, but like, I think I said in a previous episode when we talked about this, Oxhorn, which again, Oxhorn, please, for the love of Christ, come on the fucking podcast, please. Maybe we should, uh, we should mention him. We should, like... Like, on him. Twitter. We should. Like, at Oxhorn, please come on our show. We should do it verbally, too. We should find out where he lives. No. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. <laughs> Um, he said that there's a possibility that Myron, when he made Jet, found the original blueprints that were pre-war and just said it was his own. So Which, I think that's a really good way to remedy the situation. I don't disagree with you, but I think it's kind of a stretch. You'd have to write a really good story around it. I'd love to see it happen. I'd love for that to be the case. But... And also, like, the Vault Boy cartoons, which are fucking immaculate. Phenomenal. And, like, it's little things about them that I love that, like, you can see that they're trying to replicate cell animation. Yeah. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, this looks like a fucking Yogi Bear cartoon. Yeah, it's but amazing. But it's fucking, like, I, knew, I know this is made on, like, a MacBook. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say so. No, you know what I mean. Like, I'm saying, like, animation is not what it used to be. Oh, yeah, an- to to animation. Fucking... Sorry. No, sorry, go, go, go. Animation at this point is all digital. Well, Mo- not even most that. of the time. Not even that. Look at Newgrounds. Yeah. Newgrounds is fucking kids that, that uh, probably pirated an animation program. Probably like Adobe Flash 2003. And learned how to fucking animate because they liked cartoons and were like, okay, I can kind of see where this is going. Yeah. And now there's like entire, like Hellbenders. You ever watch Hellbenders? It got like picked up. No. It got picked I I mean, I don't know where it is now, but like... It's two dudes from Newgrounds that fucking sold the rights to the show, made a bunch of episodes, and are, were, like, waiting for the final touches to be made. Wow. As far... I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know what the whole thing is. I was watching a thing with uh, Psycho Pebbles about it, and he was saying, like... I remember Psycho Pebbles. Remember fucking... What's the big one? Or Psychic Pebbles. Psychic Pebbles. What'd I say? Psycho. Psychic Pebbles. Yeah. And now he has, like, a podcast called Schmucks, and there's, like, three episodes. Cool. And there's only... and But, like... The first one came out like two years ago, and it was with JonTron. And I remember it being a good episode, but I don't know. I just, I just think, I love that. I love that attention to the detail that they have, and 
if those are supposed to be things that the people in the vault are seeing, then everything I've said is kind of like, like, that can't be canon, because it's there and th what they're expecting the outside world to be. So yeah. if anything, it should be worse, the interpretation. Yeah, but at the same time, they, though in theory it's made for people in the vaults, it's also made for us. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I'm aware, I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. This is something that I care very deeply about, and I want it to be perfect. I think we've made that pretty clear. Yeah, that we, we care. fucking <laughs> run a podcast about it. Um, weapons. Okay, weapons. Tell me about some weapons. The only new weapons we've really seen is that LMG thing. Yeah. And I don't know anything about guns. We've seen that 1776 pistol. Yeah. When he kills Preston Garvey, he's like, hold on, give me 16 minutes to fucking tamp this down. And then carve a bullet out of stone. And now, I would have never thought in a fucking million years, crossbows. 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 I really want to be a caravanner with a crossbow. I And a Brahmin to hold my shit. Yeah. I think that would be so cool. I oh, fuck. I wanted to... Before we, we did this episode, we wanted to watch the video again. Okay. They talked about stash boxes, right? Yeah. You have your box of your shit in your place, right? Yes. Now, does that mean I get a room in my camp that is just my room? I don't know. Because how do we not know I can come to your camp and steal your power armor? Power armor might be a different story. See, with the way I see it happening, say there is a power armor frame that you find if we're going on the Fallout 4 model. Mm, I the first, think of the frame. The first person to go into it, their name gets slapped on it probably going to be an option to do so but i don't think that there's going to be a specific room in camp oh. i think it's going to be that whenever you're the first person to say get into a power armor frame if we're going off the fallout 4 model your name gets slapped on it and only you can enter it so that way we don't have people running around in your own expensive totally tricked out power armor i think that the stash box is going to be similar to a mailbox in a traditional mmo or kind of like the pokemon box where you can access it at a couple points throughout the world and take out or put in what you want. I think they said there's like, like, remember the Mojave mailbox? Exactly. Or exactly. It was called? Exactly that. I think they said there's a couple spots where it like links up to, which, all right, fine, that's cool. I've never really played a survival game, like a hardcore survival game. So when you tell me like, carry weight's even more important, I gotta eat, I gotta sleep. Oh, fuck, do we gotta sleep? How do does we, that work? Do we have to sleep? Imagine it's like, you know how, do you ever hear in, in South Korea, you can't, you can only play World of Warcraft from like 8am to 8pm. There's a timer on it because people were like losing their jobs because they were playing excessive amounts. Huh. I wonder if that's like, all right, you played for 12 hours, you have to get off and let your character sleep. I don't think so. No, it, they wouldn't do that, but like. I think that'd be interesting. Fucking card packs. We didn't even touch upon card packs, son. Card packs, card packs, son. Fucking. I think one genius. You level up every two levels from one to ten. So two, four, six, eight, ten. Card packs. Card packs. And then it's ten, fifteen, twenty every five. Every levels. five. And then you get a little piece of gum. And, and the, the joke. Gum, and the joke. Oh, the fucking joke. It says um, every apparently every pack is going to have a, a stick of gum and a joke in it. And the joke that they show is my wife loves a man in uniform and his name is Roger. That's so fucking funny. That's quite funny. You can eat the gum, and then if you eat the gum... It satiates hunger for a little bit. Like, and you know. You know for a fucking fact. The way Bethesda has been 
pushing out merch, they're going to be fucking making actual card packs. Which I am going to buy hundreds I'm of. I'm going to buy a box. I'm going to buy, you know, you can buy like a booster box of Magic yeah. the Gathering cards. Yeah. What do I have a booster box of just fucking, and like, I haven't bought trading cards since I was like 12. Just get as many as you can and make a mosaic of them on your wall. Yo, fucking good ass idea. Yeah. Did you ever see those kids that? I, if we ever get a recording studio. <laughs> yo, did you ever see those kids? I think they're, I don't know. They might have been like together, like, mm. uh, or they were buddies or brothers or something. They got every single original first press or first edition holographic Pokemon card. Oh. And they made a big poster out of it. That's cool. Yeah, it's all all I don't know if it's 150 or 151 and then one of each energy, one of each trainer, I think. That's really neat. If it's not every trainer, it's at least every Pokémon. That's cool. But just And <sighs> what I was thinking about when I was watching the that portion of the show, though a lot of companies do this thing where they will give you a physical product and you can redeem a code in the game. Mm. Now, I don't think it would work very well to have it so that say if I get a strength perk that if I have the physical card, it redeems in the game. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, Behind but, said on Twitter that you cannot buy, you can't buy them as like uh, Overwatch has loot boxes or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's not. You loot can't boxes. do that. But what I think would be very interesting is if they if make they, physicals. If they made the physical cards, yeah, and in there there is a code so that one of the cards in your pack you could upgrade in-game to be one of the animated ones. Because the holographic ones have animations on yeah. them. I think that would be so cool. A nice touch that does not really, like... You, you're you not it, buying... You're not paying to win. And it gives you the incentive. Yeah. Like, oh, if I get a card pack, I might get an animate. Or if it gave you not even, like... Oh, so, like... Let's just say there's a there's a strength... A strength um, perk card called Butcher P, right? And it gives you... A plus 25, it's a one-off, it gives you plus 25 damage to any knife or hatchet, right? Say, yeah, say that. And say that takes three points, because it's like, you if you have ten strength points, you can throw in either ten ones, or five twos, or, like, two threes, and then the rest one, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like spell slots from D&D. Exactly. Actually, yeah. fuck, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. yeah. If it's, say it's like that, and you get a Butcher Pete, right? Yeah. And you don't, like... You don't have it yet. It'd be cool if it's like, all right, you got a holographic Butcher Pete. Like, oh, shit. And what else made me wonder, can I trade cards? Trading trading cards in the game? That would be so rad. I want to be a card dealer. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. how cool that would be if like... Hi, I'm a level 80,000 and I have every card in the game. What would you like? Give yeah. me your money. Because, like... What would be really cool, you know when you, like, trade Pokemon over the, whatever, the global trade, John? GTS? Yeah. Yeah. What does that, what does that actually stand for? Global, global trade, trade system. system. Yeah. When you do that, and it's like, oh, you traded from this guy, I now have a German Beldum. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't that be cool? It's like, oh, I traded with a guy who, and, like, it's his gamer tag at the bottom, and it's, like, what country he's from. It's like, I have a Lithuanian fucking night person card. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that little extra bit of story that it's like... That's so cool, yeah. That just, it just, it, it helps you. And like they said in the the initial trailer, you talk to your friends and you talk to these people. That cop, if that cop would have stuck around a little longer, I could have been like, hey man, what's your favorite Fallout game and why? And he could have been like, Fallout 3, because when I left the vault, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I found a house, grabbed a hunting rifle that had like six shots in it. 
Down the road was a farmhouse. Went in the farmhouse. Fucking rad scorpion. I don't know what the fuck to do. So I'm shooting at this motherfucker. Take out the 10 mil. Pop him a couple times with that. And then I'm like, oh shit, I still got one shot left in the fucking hunting rifle. Bow! Fucking kills him. Loves the hunting rifle. I think I've told this story before on the podcast. That's our friend Steven's story. But I'm just saying. Like, that's a story that Steven has told me a number of times. And I always fucking think back to that when someone says, why is Fallout your favorite game? Because you build up these stories that are so unique to you. And this game is the perfect sandbox for building stories. Yep. That's the way that they're presenting it. And I think it's brilliant. I can't wait to see all the people RPing. Yeah. That's like the number one thing. Like, I'm not an I'm not an RP person. I'm not gonna be like what is it? O capital O lowercase W capital O, what is this? Yeah. How do you say Ooh. Oh whoa. Like that? Like I'm not I'm not I'm not into that RP, but like I'd love to see somebody who is just full on a fucking cultist from the Church of Adam. That's a fun character. I would love to just see a guy, like a dude with like 10 endurance, just walking around going, just spewing the word of Adam. Speaking of Adam and endurance, don't mean to cut you off. No. Mutations. Okay. They showed like a marsupial looking guy and it said something happened, but you took it, you took a hit to intelligence. And then I can't think of his name. He's the heavy set guy, Dave. Something Dave something that works at Bethesda. He's in the Noclip documentary who talks about how his friend like ate cats. You know what I'm talking about? No. The heavy set guy. In the middle. If I you forget go back, his name. I forget his it's name. It's Dave. I know it's Dave. I can't think of his last name. Dave something from Bethesda. If you hear this, come on the podcast. He said he was playing it during the, the latest stream from QuakeCon. He said he was playing it and he got over encumbered. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, I was fine a second ago. What happened? He said he had a lot of radiation and he got a mutation called bird bone. He was weaker, but he could jump higher. So like, what the fuck is jumping higher going to get you? But like, it's cool. This is a mountain game. Sorry? This is a mountain game. Jumping higher. It's going to be the new equivalent of riding a horse up the mountain in Skyrim. Maybe. Maybe. I just fucking... I haven't been like... and, And I was saying to you like the other day, what sucks is... Red Dead, which the new trailer for Red Dead came out and it looks fucking amazing. That game comes out two weeks before this. You're gonna be booked. Like, I haven't had the the urge to play any game other than, like, going back and playing Fallout 3 and playing Fallout 1 and playing fucking, like, Arkham City. Just to, just to play something, just to pass time so I'm not in front of a screen every time when I get home from work. Just to do something. To stimulate my brain a little bit. I have not felt the urge to play a video game seriously. To sit down and be like, this is a world... Except for like Stardew Valley. I I think I put 80 hours into that before I stopped playing. I love Stardew Valley. It's, I have hundreds of hours on Stardew you, Valley. Really? I will... It's one of those games that can pull me in like a hole. Like just quicksand. I'll be like, oh, I guess I'll do another farm. And then I just have a couple million dollars again. And it's been four and a half weeks since I've seen people. I, I, it's like The Sims. The Sims 3 does the same thing to me. Really? Yeah. The last time I really played it is when the multiplayer first came out and I played with you. I think you were still at school. Um, I was in Croatia. So, yeah. So the beginning of the summer, pretty much. Because it was right before you came home. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I have this whole new, like, want to be engrossed in this world. And I, it's not even like I'm... I'm waiting to be a part of this story. Like, I, they said there's a minor story, and it's probably, like, the Overseer. I hope it's a fucking water chip. 
I hope they scrape the bottom of the barrel and is like, ah, the water chip, go get it. Well, this is Reclamation Day, though. Everyone's left. It's Vault Tech. This They're is a control take, vault. As far as we know, but you just said it. You just said it. Bethesda has all control of the cannon. They can change whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's already been mentioned for this round of game design that this is a control vault. Yeah, but just because it's a control vault doesn't mean anything. Okay, so the water chip. Just because, like, if they if they make it where Vault 76 is like, we need a water chip. Vault City was Vault 8. They left the vault and was like, let's just make a fucking town around it. So they never left the vault, but they left the vault, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So they said you can't build in front of 76, like within a certain area. But I would not be surprised if there was like a makeshift, like a, like a, like a home, like a homeless village. Like you ever see like pictures of like homeless villages in California or that mission from, um, LA Noir. Where there's the homeless, yeah, and you have to go there. Imagine like a homeless slum, or kind of like a if you're a Breath of the Wild person, just over the the plateau, there's the remains of Castletown. Okay, and it's just this entire place where there used to be a town, and it would be a like if I had the ability to build in in Breath of Wild. in Breath of the Wild, I would rebuild this like little town to be what it once was, and I feel like just outside the vault is going to be some kind of real estate in which is going to be, like, tutorial village. Yeah, like the city of, or the, the, the small town of, like, White Rock. Yeah, it's yeah. the river run of yeah, the I, game. I didn't want to yeah. say river, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, learn how to play the fucking build the shit. Yeah. That was a sentence. I Dude, this this is fucking, this is, like, big. I, I, have, a, I have a feeling this is either going to be a, a genre-defining thing, or it's going to create its whole own... Pantheon. See, I was texting you the other day, and I feel like this game is such a raw version of what an RPG is. What do you mean by that exactly? Because, and this is, from its very design, a game where you must roleplay for any content to exist. Roleplaying is such an important, integral part for this game to be successful, that I feel like it's really bringing the genre back to its roots, where... You only had a story back in the early days of game design because you made it. The games, like D and D, like D&D, the games did not have the the power and the the ability to be able to convey a compelling story because of the restraints of the engines or like the coding at the time. At this point in time, we have engines that we can use to make masterful stories, but I think this is a really good callback to raw roleplay and how that can be so compelling and fun because we can make stories with our friends with strangers and i think this is going to be really successful were you a call of duty kid back in the day not really in the slightest this is going to lead up to this don't think i'm changing the subject when i used to play call of duty i used to be not like i was like yeah like drinking mountain dew and eating fucking doritos i had black ops one Black Ops 1 was fun that was a good game it was fun yeah, yeah. black ops 1 was probably the last good modern call of duty from like Call of Duty Four to Black Ops One, you were pretty you pretty much had great games. But what I'm getting at is once party chat became a big thing on Xbox Live, I don't think PlayStation had it till the PS4 party chat. When party chat like really started popping off, there was a lot of game modes within Call of Duty that said you can't be in a party and play here. I really hope they do that with 76. 
Just because it's going to be so, like, it's one thing if you don't have a mic. All right, I get it. You don't have a mic. What are you going to do? Times are tough. It could be a kid. could be a guy down on his luck. Fine. I get it. It's fine. It's fine. I get it. I get it. It's fine. It's fine. I get it. If you have a mic and you're in a party and you're playing a game like 76, you're fucking part of the problem. Like, World of Warcraft, there's no talk. Like, I can't hook up a mic unless I use Ventrilo or I use... Or I use uh, TeamSpeak. TeamSpeak. Like, Discord you know I mean? even nowadays. Say that again? Discord nowadays. Yeah, or if you're still in the fucking monolithic era, you could use Skype. Oh. <laughs> you have the keyboard. Like, even if even if they put in a fucking feature where I could hook a USB keyboard up to my PlayStation and be like... Or, better yet, play on the correct uh, system. Yeah, PlayStation 4. And uh, no. no. <laughs> I... The personal computer. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It is better in certain regards, but I also like that I keep my... Speaking of that, I do want a tangent. Since crossplay isn't happening with PlayStation, can I play on my PC with, with Xbox people? We're not friends with Xbox people. You're right. I forgot. And I'm, I'm not saying that as a dig at Xbox people. I'm saying I don't know anybody here that has a one. Yeah. Kind of our our neighborhood is a PlayStation neighborhood. I think this has I they they, they keep saying they want it to be a longevity game, and I love the even idea. with upwards of fifteen years of support. They said fifty. They said fifteen. Oh, he said fifteen. He went ten to fifteen. Yeah. I thought he said ten fifty. I was like, yeah. tell me, tell me, tell me, even if they ever go under, there's still a way I can play this. Yeah, like, well, they're doing private servers, so once the server software is out there. It's going to be a new renaissance for the game. Is that redundant, a new renaissance? Maybe, but it's just I'm going to use it to... Yeah. To, I'm not an English teacher. I was just asking the question. Yeah, it's going to be a renaissance for... A for new the, renaissance. A new renaissance <laughs> for this game because there are people that are infinitely creative and talented. So there's going to be some really awesome custom server software out there that's going to be cracked, modded, broken down to its parts, and we're going to see some really interesting things. Now, they talked a little bit about modding yes. in the showcase. And How that there's think? still a mo- the modding community can stop quaking in its boots. It's still going to be around. Oh, the mod yeah, the modding community is going to be around especially when Bethesda's selling you the mods. Uh, there's certain mods that I've seen like their Creation Club kit that have been really cool. Like, they have a Tunnel Snakes one. Yeah. That's the only one that comes to mind right away. But then they have ones that are fucking stupid. Like, you know what bothers me so much? What? People that mod their Pip-Boy to be Nuka-Cola Pip-Boys. That never fucking happened. Yeah. And, and, like, I can get it if it was, like, oh, it's a skin. Like, you put a skin on... Remember when, like, Skin It was a thing? Remember that website, Skin It? Yeah. You could buy skins for your phones and your iPods You can still buy skins. Can you really? Yeah, D-Brand is... Shout out to D-Brand to sponsor us. Come on, because come on the show. Dbrand has the most amazing mobile device skins, and I'm really? not—we're not sponsored, but I just really believe in their product that much. Can, I, wait. I have a Dbrand skin on my phone. Yeah, you want to talk and talk about it in detail, so maybe they'll sponsor us. Maybe next time. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to talk about Carhartt. Yeah. Carhartt, please come on the podcast. Please give us money. <laughs> I'm literally wearing four things of Carhartt right now. Nice socks, a belt, a shirt, and I have a bag. Carhartt socks. Yeah. Comfy spot. Welcome to the fashion and phone accessory show. <laughs> We dive into the wreckage that is our wallets. <laughs> but back on brand. Sorry. I think I think this I just I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna be like hype McGee. But they're making it really easy to be hype McGee. But the train is fucking full Choo-choo. steam. It's just like it's okay. I think I've said this on the last podcast, or at least the one with Kyle. Sonic Mania? Yes. Did you hear the Sonic Mania thing? Yes. Where that everyone was like, Sega can't make a good Sonic game. They went, fuck you, you do it. 
and they brought on like Newgrounds modders to do it, and they made like the best Sonic game ever. Yeah. Fez is like, fine, do it yourself. See, I think that once the custom server software will be out there, we're going to see entire, kind of similar to what had happened with Minecraft, where you'd have entire, like, um, software packs, like, um, like mod packs, and a, a server to go along with it to be able to enhance your experience in a curated way. I don't think it's going to be Bethesda that's managing this. I mean, they could. But I think there's too big of a community that does mods based basically the nexus mods crew and like shout out to everyone that makes mods for bethesda games you guys are amazing like i think we're gonna see such a big community of that with a new breath of life into it really yeah as much as i'd really like that as long as the game isn't locked down to be creation club only or that i i'm i can see that like the regular game would be but custom servers if you could have like custom uh BSA files and ESM files, I think we can go nuts. You know what? I, I was I was thinking about this as you were saying that, and you were saying Minecraft, and I automatically started thinking about dedicated Wham, and how, how Minecraft started off as like, I don't want to say like a joke, but it was just this like little indie game that this guy was kind of putting together, and like messed up when he coded pigs and made creepers. Like, the whole thing just seemed so wholesome. Yes. And now it's this, like, multi-billion dollar thing and has, like, a convention, right? And it's owned by Microsoft. But, like, and you remember remember the three weeks that Pokemon Go was the shit? Pokemon Go still grosses, like, a million dollars a day. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm saying, do you remember when everybody and their mother was playing Pokemon Go? Quite literally and their mother? Yeah. Yes. You, you want to hear a fucking story? I don't know if you were there for that. We were walking up and down uh, Main Street, and there was a kid with his mom. And I kind of felt bad because he was like 10, 11 years old and he's just like hanging out. Like, no, there's anything wrong with hanging out with your mom. But the mom was like, this is fucking stupid. I want to go home. And I remember running over to him and be like, hey, you playing Pokemon? He's like, yeah. I was like, there's a Snorlax right over there. Go get him. And like, I just, mm, the small little interactions of like meeting people and being like, how old are you? You're 35. I'm 22. Like, we're playing this together. You remember being a kid and going, I wish Pokemon was real? It and then, fucking is now. Oh, that was the worst for hardware. I edit this. You don't. Not last week. All I'm saying is what I was... Oh, sorry. What I was getting into with that is imagine a 76 meetup. Like a Bethesda con? Not, e- not even that, but like... Okay, we're on the East Coast, the the Northern East Coast, right? We're having a Northeast Fallout 76 meetup. Bring your oh fucking the title cards, the cards, the fucking badges. You're like you're like work badge that in the beginning of the conference you build your character and then you make like a filter and you take a picture and then you've taken the picture and that's like your fucking ID badge. That's what the word I was looking for. Yeah. Imagine it's like, hey, print off your ID badge and wear it. So from, you're walking from the game. Yeah, like yeah. wear it and at the meetup, and we're meeting at fucking we're meeting at the park. We're meeting at a park in New Jersey, Sad, right? Yeah, whatever. Uh, fucking, I'm trying to think of a town. Hackensack. We're meeting in Hackensack in New Jersey, right? Like the Billy Joel song. And wear your name, wear your ID badge, and you meet up, and it's like you're fucking Naruto fan six sixty four, and you're fucking. Spider-Man's Ghost 211 and your fucking Psycho Chopstick 9. Like, I met you before, you motherfucker. You killed me twice and then nuked me the same day. Like, imagine just that. 
That'd be very interesting. I, I get really excited about the fact of seeing other people. Humans and computing. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking imagine how cool... I just can't wait to see what this community is going to become. Because like every other fandom, it either has a great fan base or it has a totally destroyed fan base. Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from with that. I, I mean, look at fucking Undertale. Steven Universe. And dare we say... Homestuck. Yeah. Cuphead. A lot of people said the Cuphead fandom was ruined. I didn't think so. I, I think Cuphead's think so. like a near flawless fucking game. Oh, yeah, it is near flawless. And the fucking DLC? I didn't Fuck. play the DLC yet. It didn't come out yet. Well, then that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but still, just fuck. I think, I, think we're, I think we're really in store for the next era of games. I think that's what this is the precursor to. Yeah, do you think we're building up to a new era of games? I, 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 I sure hope so, because that industry is about... If it's about to pop off, then I'm going to get a job out of college. I, I just think that this is... It's, it's going to be less of... And I don't like this, because I like the experience of shutting out the world. I like... I have to work all day. I have to be outside. I have to do this. I have to do that. When I come home, I want to sit down and become a cowboy. Or become an astronaut. I want to fucking... Like, apparently No Man's Sky is good now. Like, I want to fucking be in a galaxy that I don't understand and just, oh, a, a new rock, a plant, a fucking cow-looking See, bug thing. I think you would love Subnautica for that. I know. I also want to play it with VR, and I don't have fucking $9,000 to throw into a VR John. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, the regular version, I would say, is, like, better than VR. It's, like, all the same game. It's not like you're buying it twice. But yeah. the controls are just, like, better in the Yeah, and it just seems version. like a VR game. No, I say it's kind of better on the desktop version. Really? Yeah. Whatever. Maybe I'll get it. That's not important. Though. It's not important. This isn't the Subnautica podcast. <laughs> what What I'm trying to get at though is, I feel like we're finally going to embrace the fact that we can talk to everybody from around the world and play with everybody from around the world because now the we have the means to do it better. You know what I mean? Yes. So now we can like we can we can play with each other and it's easier to connect. So, such as the age of online gaming. And I really think that's what we're going to have now. I, I don't want to see this because there's still a lot of people. There's a lot of people that don't have access to the internet. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have no access to the internet. So when Xbox first came out and was like, yeah, this is an online-only console. If you don't like it, fuck you, buy a 360. Which I'm paraphrasing. They didn't actually say that, but they said something akin to it. Yeah, the DRM on Xbox One killed it. And that's why they had to fucking backtrack and redo everything. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if we have an only online console, I get it. I'm not a fan, but I get it. But give me the option to still play single player. Of course. I don't want to constantly be online. I don't... Single player is not dead. You know, like, I don't want to... I don't want to stereotype and generalize, but a lot of, like, video game kids are cats that like to sit inside. I mean, historically speaking... Let me ask you a question. Being the person you are, when you were a kid, did you go outside and play a lot? Yes. Really? Really? Yes. No shit. Hmm? Did you guys, like, play Spud? I've heard of it, but, like, it wasn't really our thing. Really? Yeah. Well, I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. There was no kids for me to play with. The only other kid was, like, six, seven years older than me. So I would hang out with him, but my mom was like, we need to find this kid some fucking friends. And I would have friends come over, like, after school and shit. But even then, it was like, let's go play video games and we'll, like, switch controller or whatever. Or Smash. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I never thought of myself as, like, an indoor, indoor kid. Not till I got older was I, like, I don't want to be outside. I know there's a ton of kids that we went to school with that was just, like, I don't do outside. It's just not my thing. See, I just don't get that. 
I, I get it. I get it. I do and I don't. I mean, I do and I don't, but I do. If that makes sense. Like, I grew up outside. I, I, I don't do well with the sun. Yeah, I mean, as I get older and the humidity just gets worse and worse because oh. of the ozone and shit. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, I just, I think that, like, right now, okay, there's a ton of, like, kids that are, like, anywhere from 8 to 13 that do nothing but play Fortnite. The amount of memes I've seen on, like, mom Facebook of, oh, my kids play Fortnite. <laughs> it's the same shit as when you were growing up in the 80s fucking walking a block to go play pinball or go play Pac-Man. It's the same shit. There's people are doing it in their house now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's I, so... But what I'm, But the main point that I'm getting at is that social aspect has never left. In the 80s, you would walk... The early 80s, you would walk to the fucking pizza place or the arcade or the fucking laundromat to go play Pac-Man, to go play Donkey Kong, to go play Space Invaders. You met up with your friends. You put your quarter up. You waited your turn. Now we're doing the same shit, but in the comfort of our own air-conditioned rooms. Like... And I think it's great. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm 110% here for it. It's just, I think I think we're at a split. I think I genuinely think we're at a split. I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan, I'm gonna tell you to do it. I doubt you will. Come on the podcast, please. He was saying he thinks we're a generation to a generation and a half to two generations away to becoming completely synchronized with computers. And I can kind of see it. If we have augmented reality glasses like Google Glass, but it actually takes off, and all I got to do is look up, and it's like there is an 85% chance of rain today. And it's going to be seventy, the high of 73 and a low of 55. Like, that's the fucking tightest shit I've ever heard of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's so fucking cool. Are we going to be completely integrated with computers to the point that we're practically walking AI? No. I mean, but, at the same time, people thought that stuff would be, like, hyper-futuristic for 30 years. People thought it was going to be like that. Yeah, I just read something because I was curious. The Jetsons takes place in, like, 20... I want to say 2070-something. But there's an episode of Harvey Birdman, which I'm not saying is going to get their fucking all their facts right, where George Jetson said he was from the year 2005, and, like, they look over at the calendar, and it's 2007 or something. I don't remember the episode that well, but, like, if the Jetsons were what we were supposed to be, and it took place in 2005, that's so fucking far off. But then I read something that the show came out in 19... Oh, no, maybe it was 30... 70 something instead of 2070 something i don't remember it's not important yes what's important is if string theory is real we're about to hit a fucking a spot where things are gonna split like heavy not like oh i I ate a croissant instead of a instead of a fucking danish like that fucking string theory like we're gonna hit the fucking zelda levels of fucking timeline does any of that does any of that make sense that or did i just ramble for fucking 10 minutes about nothing oh that makes sense okay I just think that we've kind of strayed and tangented way off from the point. Well, the main point I'm getting at is that games are becoming more and more and more and more simulations, right? You have a... Is this a Vive? Yeah. You have a Vive. The first time I played fucking Fallout VR was here with you on your Vive, and I stepped in the fucking power armor, and I fucking puffed my chest out and put my shoulders back because I felt like I was in an actual suit of armor. We are in a simulation in a fucking simulation. Like, that's so fucking meta. Like, that's so fucking tight. That, like, now I'm going to go play 76, and it's not going to have VR capability yet. But I'm going to walk around and tell people, Hi, I'm a traitor. I'm a traveler. I'm a scaver. I'm a bad man. And, like, that's the fucking universe I live in for six hours at a time. Yeah. 
Like, fuck. It's nuts. It's, it's fucking so, crazy. It's so good. What fucking time do we live in? Like, the future is fucking crazy. Fuck. What? Fuck. So, you know, Declan, I think this is a good, a good opportunity now that we kind of... Rewind the show down. Yeah, we've Dim gotten the lights. We've gotten really, really hyped up, but yeah. let's let's cool down. You want to light some candles? I'll grab the champagne. So uh, let's uh, let's put on a show for these people. A show for the for the fine folks at home. What kind of show are you thinking? I don't know. Something out of the box. Something out of the box. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let me just flip through. Um. What about this one? Oh yeah. All right. Just put it in here. Just, and wait. Hold on. Wait. No. no hold on. Uh, Blow on it first. Oh, but that's bad for it. Just fucking. You really want to go get the. You really want to get the isopropyl alcohol, and you want to get the Q-tips, and you want to get this, and you want to get that. Fine, just. There you go. Yeah. All right, try putting right. it in. Did it work? Yeah. Scientist Arthur Kennedy holotape log of nine twenty two twenty two twenty six. Uh. Roaming around the waste, found a fellow who was either dying of a chem overdose or being dehydration, couldn't tell, out in the field, took him home, and he died on my operating table. Opened him up, doing a proper autopsy, and, uh, the most peculiar things, I opened his cranial cavity, and within his brain was some piece of robotics. Not quite sure what, not quite sure how it would interact with the rest of his body. His body seems to be made of completely organic material. This is a, this is a head-scratcher for me, nonetheless. Other than that, I'll report back with any sort of findings in my research. Again, this is Scientist Arthur Kennedy, signing off. That was riveting. That was quite an adventure. An adventure of some sort. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go, we do want to uh, we want to talk about ourselves and other people. Like a true narcissist. Yep, so why don't you talk about yourself first? Me? Well, if you want to know more about me and my goings-on, you can find me on Twitter at TheBoogans, all capitals, the underscore Boogans. Uh, you can also find the show at Atomic Radio Hour. On all major social media sites, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, you can find us at... Atomic Radio Hour. And what about yourself, Declan? Where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter, at Declan underscore Bean. But enough about us. Let's talk about you. Oh, yeah. So you guys can tweet us at the show, you know, at Atomic Radio Hour. But be sure to use the hashtag Atomic Radio Hour tag, because... Let other people know that you're talking about us. We also want to shout out our wonderful intro music. It's by Shane Ivers, and if you want to download it, you can find it at www.silvermansounds.com slash freemusic slash featherduster. Anything else you have to say for this week, Mr. Sir? I can't believe she took the fucking kids. Well, she fucking left and she took the fucking kids. Maybe if you didn't have such an alcohol problem, she wouldn't have taken the kids. That's not the problem. It's the problem. No, it's not the fucking problem.